live on SEN Track. Welcome to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Dan Malecki. Welcome back. Yes, and well, he's never growing up. Um, got a fear for Joe Biden uh, hearing that story about him falling, though. Got a fear for him. He, he might have got up unassisted, but I'm quite sure some... No, I haven't seen his YouTube highlights, but I, uh, Ollie, but I, I, I imagine some of those bones are now dust. I'll be honest with you. Um, right, race, race four, race four at uh, Melton is uh, is the free for all for the trotters, the IRT Australian Letters Trotters free for all. Now, when we had our burning questions, um, there were four combatants there: Chris Fenosio, Andy Gath, Bronton Ewanberg, and myself. Now it was a two-all situation here between Queen Elida and Ultimate Stride. I'll make the case here, and I'm very much hoping you agree with me. Like, Ultimate Stride and Queen Elida did meet uh, a little while back. Queen Elida absolutely smashed Ultimate Stride. Chris Lang, legend. He learned a little something. He says, well, I'm not going to sit up and let you uh, sit back and just out-sprint me, so I'm going to roll along when I need to. And he was able to get the better of Queen Elida. I'll be honest with you. I don't think... I, I would be staggered personally if lightning strikes twice. I am very, very happy with the dollar sixty about Queen Elida, and I'm I'm absolutely declaring her, and I'm hoping you're on the same page as me. There's something already I'm starting to shiver down the back of my spine, because I, I'm I'm wondering that you're not going to be with me, Dan. Please put me out of my misery. <laughs> no, no shivers necessary here, Chase. No, look, I I think Queen Elida can. There's a couple of reasons why, um, and this is notwithstanding that Ultimate Stride's a very good horse has barrier draw advantage. And the fact that Ultimate Stride had a month between runs is a positive sign for him too. So I'm going to draw on positives for Queen Elida, but I'm not saying that there isn't positives for Ultimate Stride. Queen Elida is a big, thick set mare. And I can't help but think after a trip to Menangle, she can very easily get away on you. So I just got the feeling that Chris Elford had that at the back of his mind. Yes. And if you remember it about the 300, he was with a bit of momentum making a move and then there was space and he dropped in behind yeah, ultimate yeah. stride yep. instead of going all the way with that momentum. Yep. And then even though she picked up, she still looked like she was going to get there. But in the end, that might have been the difference. So I don't think there's any need... Um, to drive her that way uh, again, and I think she will have benefited from that performance. Um, but there's still been a number of weeks between runs, which is always a concern for a horse like Queen Elida. Small field helps. It's almost a very similar setup to last time, but I think she can she can do it. Um, it, it six from four. I, I, look, I didn't have much hesitation in going that way, but. I don't want to be disrespectful for Ultimate Stride because he's made an art form out of winning two, and he was very good. When you've got Queen Elida breathing down your neck halfway up mm. the straight at 100% peak fitness or, or slightly underdone, um, it's no mean performance to stave off her sprint over the last 50 metres. So um, six, maybe not with the, the same enthusiastic confidence, but confident nonetheless. Six to beat four... Uh, three courage stride looks the obvious one. I would have thought to run third, and I'm not. I wouldn't discount nephew of Sunoco from that draw. He hasn't had a good draw like that for a while, and he could easily run third or fourth here. So, six, four, three, and one. It's almost like we should play the music here. Six, four, three, and one. Exactly the same numbers here, and I think nephew of Sunoco is thirteen dollars a place. It can't run second, probably, can it? But I'll tell you what, if you're playing your exotics, it has to go. And I agree for third and fourth because there were signs of life last start. 
uh, with nephew of Sunoco. Not not the real nephew of Sunoco, but signs of life. So basically here. I'm with you, and um, the great Andrew Patrick Gath was half giggling, I think, because I've written in the forum comment that Queen Elida will be fitter, but I certainly got the indication post-race from Christopher Alford, the puppet, that he felt that, and we don't want to fat shame horses, but um, Queen Elida puts on weight, I think as I said, puts on weight like uh, most of us put on clothes, she's just, and this is why she's going to have, she she could be anything, because um, discussing it with Steve Cleave even on Monday, actually... You know, the far worse sign is when a horse has a hard run and, you know, won't clean out the feed bin. Well, I think Queen Elida um, cleans out hers and then goes to find who else she can clean out. Um, she puts, like, two weeks between runs, I get that, but she had had the road trip. She's going to strip fitter. I also think, basically, uh, I don't, the, the puppet's going to drive her even more aggressively. I think he'll take off earlier. Um, and when you consider there wasn't much between them and Queen Elida was still closing on the line, and, yes, definitely that drop-in situation... You just want to, particularly with a horse like Queen Elida, because she does build up the revs, doesn't she? That, um, you know, I reckon 99% of horses, or at least 95, Dan, that's the perfect thing to do, isn't it? To drop in, and we've seen it. Yeah. We've seen it used so effectively. In fact, the All-Star team, oh, I'm trying to think of the race. It was it was in Oaks once where, uh, where they did it with one of their horses and it was able to get past heavens anyway it was one of emma stewart's but they made an art form of it and we've seen it over the years where if you drop in and get that breather psychologically for some horses they can pick up again but queen elida builds up the revs and um she's better with her momentum so i'm thinking a dollar 60 i totally get why they're so close in the market because people will have looked at the way ultimate stride was able to find a technique to beat queen elida last time out i just don't think it'll work again so i'm even more confident six best of the night over number four, three, Courage Stride. It'll be very interesting. So the, the two really interesting runners in the race, Courage Stride, to see what he can do first up from a break. And the draw makes it hard, but it will be interesting to see what your mate Arawa Koei can do stepping up to the big time as well, Dan. Yeah, look, I think it's too big a jump for him, but you'll get a better idea uh, for Arawa Koei against the better grade. I mean, it is a huge jump up in class. It's... Um, I think it's too far beyond him at this stage. Uh, but then again, you know, with anywhere Hugo as well, um, Chris had two horses there. This race doesn't stand up. Uh, so pat on the back for both the Chris Lang. He's put in courage stride. He may well have been ready for this race anyway, but he's first up. And Chris Finocio to put two of his race fit horses in. Now, if they hadn't have done that, we missed the opportunity to see horses like Queen Elida and Ultimate Stride, which is our marquee horses. When we promote this meeting, we talk about come and see Queen Elida and Ultimate <laughs> yeah. Stride. But effectively, Chris Lang, and I'm not saying this happened this way, but if Chris Finocio didn't step Arawakoi up in grade, race doesn't go ahead. If Chris Lang wasn't prepared to run Courage Stride in this first up. Race does not go ahead. Yeah, you make an excellent point. Um, and this is where there's some conjecture about whether we we allow these races to go ahead anyway, but it's a difficult time for uh, for all racing codes at the moment to try and wipe their face with uh, putting product on and actually getting something back out of it uh, with the prize money. But that's a, a story for another time. Um, now, Pride's Easy Feed Lazarus Free For All. I got to have a bit of fun with the form guide this week because... Lazarus, of course, was named after a biblical figure that um, was summoned from the dead by Jesus, apparently. The mystery surrounds his resurrection, all right. But um, even more mystery. <laughs> even more mystery. No witnesses? No oh, witnesses. Not enough. Not enough, I don't think. But uh, <laughs> even more mystery surrounds his race because Hurricane Harley hasn't trolled. Better Isolate hasn't trolled. Yep. Torrid Saint hasn't trolled. Makes life very hard, doesn't it? We're doing this on instinct, and we're not going to know, I don't think, 
minimum bet libbins will kick in tomorrow morning and then and then there'll be a flurry of money somewhere in the last sort of few minutes right there and it might indicate who's who's ready and who's where i will say this you know, I just love little Hurricane Harley. He's one of my all-time favourites, and I think he's the horse to beat. And hopefully, this will um, be a win that will set him on a course to the Queensland Carnival. Better isolate. I know Matty Craven's got a very big opinion of this horse, and I know it's got a lot of ability. But personally, from that draw stepping up to this grade, three sixty seems way too short for me. But you are a fan of the Craven stable at times, Dan Malecki. So I'd like to know whether you think he's going to measure up. <laughs> Uh, well, when you say at times, I think it's pretty full on. No, I, I, gonna, don't, I, I, I don't fluctuate. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't want to tear you too tightly there, but <laughs> you've done it to yourself. So, yeah. no. And clearly, I think in a post-race interview we were talking about, after Pardon Me one, um, I said, well, you know, who, yeah. who are you excited about in the stable? And, he, and Matty was pretty clear in saying better isolate. But yeah. uh, even if better isolate is going to measure up down the track, I don't know if it'll be tomorrow night that he, that he breaks through at this level. Well, I think uh, a Queensland campaign is up for grabs here with better isolate. He'll probably go anyway, but it might just, uh, the direction of what uh, races he runs in um, could be instrumental to the way he performs. This is an intriguing race. You know, the one aspect of it that I'm really looking forward to, and I've enjoyed over the last year and a half or two years, however long it's been, Tango Tara Torrid Saint. Yeah. Now, it's not quite the level of a Fraser Ali. <laughs> not quite. Uh, but, you know, they've had so many tay-to-tays and um, uh, they're still at the top level. They're not horses that win out a turn, but you'd love to have them. And here they are, drawn barriers one and two, and they've both got enough gate speed to have an influence on this race. Torridson being first up, uh, and he probably doesn't win out of turn enough, but uh, I reckon if there was a, uh, a betting option, just a head-to-head, Tango Tara v Saint. I mean... It could be like the Ashes series, you know, um, best of five, uh, one-on-ones. I reckon it'd be fantastic. They're two wonderful horses. But Tango Tara could benefit from the draw, but Torrid Saint in particular is the one that could be able to hit him off at the start and make that interesting. Whichever one gets that better run uh, might be the better place chance. I think Hurricane Harley may well have the respect there to get to the front, but, gee, it makes a massive difference if he's not able to lead here first up. Um, I don't know whether he could win first up if he had to sit park, but Tango Tara probably enjoy getting the sit uh, if indeed he's the first one there. Torrid Saint being first up may be less likely to be driven out of the gate. Um, so I think more likely 60-40 Hurricane Harley leads or works to the front. Um, I'm not really prepared to, to want to back him though. Um, I think Tango Tara with the draw is the one most likely to benefit. And I think Better Isolate's just simply a good horse. You know, he's the one that could benefit most of this, depending on how quickly Hurricane Harley gets to the front, or indeed, if he doesn't lead, Better Isolate's chances improve. Probably Tango Tara's do as well. I've put four on top trying to uh, lean on uh, the likely map of this race. Um, Four, one, six, and two. I'm going to play a little game here that I like to play. But um, four, three, one, and two for me. I thought that Max Delight is still actually racing well. I know the figure form line is he? Well, well, I reckon he is. I, he? Well, he's not racing like Max Delight. 
But then I'm looking at this race. I reckon Torrid Saints got to be soft fresh, right? So I'm I'm ruling yeah. him out, and I don't reckon he can cross Tanko Tara. But he might get pegs. I mean, there's a Saint. There's going to be a Saint horse on the pegs. Yeah, leaders back or three back. I, I I I actually did map him to be behind the leader. So because um, I think Tanko Tara will lead and hold the lead. Now Tanko Tara, uh, under those circumstances, you think he's good enough to win, but he just. He don't win that often, does he, Tango Tara? So I'm thinking he's a great... If you want to almost anchor one horse to run second, nearly, or third, um, and play some really um, creative exotics here, then Tango Tara would be the one, because I think he's going to hold up. Torrid Saint, I think, will benefit from the run. Courageous Saint, I don't think he's caught up to them. Serge Blanco stepping up in grade. Yeah, and Buckian's way too short at 7.50. He's got no hope, in my opinion. So you're sort of left then with Max Delight, um, at least I think he's he's still running home quite well and he's going to settle in a, I think a nice spot somewhere from from gate three. So I've got him I've got him in for second and then Tanko Tara and Torrid Saint. But tell me this because I like playing this little game. What price is uh, Hurricane Harley if he leads? Uh, he's probably just odds on a dollar eighty five dollar ninety okay. maybe slightly shorter because that that's. That's probably the difference, isn't it, right now, as to will he definitely lead? Big advantage, not trialling, all that sort of stuff. I mean, if you're not going to trial, the right stable to come from is there. So I'm saying he's odds on. So 225's value right now. Is that the angle you're trying to no, take? The angle I'm trying to take here, because it's, I think it's a great way to work out prices sometimes, that yeah. you, the price if he leads and then the price if he's, if he's not in front, what price is he? Ah, oh, look, if he's sitting without cover, I would genuinely say... Two dollars eighty. So two eighty, and you've gone sixty forty. So I'm looking at this as sort of like fifty-seven, uh, thirty-eight and a half, forty-two percent there. Just bear with me here, listeners. I'm I'm, I'm getting somewhere. Two dollars fifty there, forty, forty percent, uh, eighteen sixty. I think overall he's still based on that. He's still probably a two two ten chance. So the two twenty-five isn't. It's it's one of those situations where it's not um, it's not enticing, but it probably is based on based on your assessment just then. It probably is around the right uh, price, isn't it? Could be overs, yeah. He yeah. could end up if, if the word is out there. Max Delight's not usually well. I don't think he's got the speed anyway nowadays. But Torrid Saint not to be used up out of the gate. Ian Bucky and you know up against this level, not trying to cross. Uh, Tango Tara prepared to get a comfortable lead unless pressured. Only horse to hand up to Hurricane Harley. Uh, then he firms up. Um, better isolate. Can I mean, Serge Blanco can come out of the gate, but I, I'm not sure that... Well, I'm not sure he'd be able to leave, but I, I wouldn't necessarily rule it out. Because when he paced, he, he comes off the gate really well out wide, but if he uses up energy um, unnecessarily in a field like this, it could well go against him. Um, better isolate. What Are we underestimating him? Um, a lot of the draws that I've seen of better isolate, he, he's had a good draw, or, or he's had a closer to the peg line draw, if you know what I mean. So... It's been that long, a long time ago, since I've seen him come out from a wider gate. And because he's only so lightly raced, I, I haven't really made my mind up whether he's got gate speed or whether he can come off the gate. Because he, he, he does have a bit of a residual. He's off a couple of months break. So you're thinking, well, without a doubt, he's going to improve with the run. But are we underestimating anything about better isolate at the start here? Well, I don't. he's definitely got gate speed, right? But I, he, here's the thing. It's, it's, uh, I hate the, the uh, saying perception is reality because perception isn't reality. Reality is reality. But in this case, I think whether he might be able to cross them. Dan, but I think that the fear factor associated with not knowing whether 
Tango Tara, Torrid Saint, Max Delight and Hurricane Harley are all going to fly out at the start. And I, don't you reckon when you are just coming off just a little bit of a break, I'm thinking even if you thought you could cross them, my instincts would be if I've got a Queensland Carnival and bigger fish to yeah. fry in mind, I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to fly him out because if they all fly out, I'm not getting across them because there's going to be too much interference in my oh, way. Oh, totally. Much white noise. So that, I, I think it... I think he could, and if this was, if this was a grand final, I'd give him a great chance of getting across. But for all those aforementioned reasons, I don't think they will. You know, while we've been chatting about this race, yeah. and it's worth chatting about, it's the fast class race, free for all for the night. Hurricane Harley's just trimmed from two twenty five to two twenty, and the other horse we gave a good push for likelihood of getting the run of the race, Tango Tara, six dollars into five fifty. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think you're right. It's going to be really interesting watching this market because by the time we get off air, I wouldn't be shocked if Hurricane Harley's about $1.90. But we'll find out as we go forward. We've still got 40 minutes to find out. We'll go for a break, come back. We've got four races to go. Friday form panel is always enjoyable. But I'll tell you what, just the discussion on that race was worth its weight in gold. When it come back with the second leg of the quarter, and now we're getting to the bigger fields. The Opus Group pace and Andy Gas best and one of mine as well, Magnetic Terror coming up in just a moment.